Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Peju Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi, everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour TV and film edition. How are you, Mom? What's up? Oh, I am wonderful, daughter. I am just so excited about the what would we call this? The semi-finalist? I guess a person like me would refer to it as the semi-finalist. It's for, the conference championships. Yes, yes. I'm so excited. Oh, I just wish everyone well. I no, know you don't. People are going to be. Yeah, I do. But you I don't. mean, I know. I, I didn't say I wish everyone would win. I okay. said I wish everyone well. I hope nobody ends up, you know, super injured or, you know, nothing catastrophic or tragic happens. I wish everyone well. But I certainly am sensible enough to know that not everyone is going to win. Somebody's going to be going home heartbroken. So I'm excited, you know, and then I'm, I know I'm going to feel bad for the losers. So anyway, I'm just really all excited and, you know, in preparation for the game. How about you, sweetie? What's going on with you? Oh, well, uh... I am excited as well. Um, I didn't really realize that you were that excited about the game. I am totally excited. Um, I'm ready for the game. Mm -hmm. It's going to be um, uh, Patrick, the, Kent, the Chiefs, and the Ravens coming up very soon. Okay, good, Ma. Well, by the time they actually hear this podcast, both of the games uh, will, yes, yes. will be Well, over. Well, now I have uh, anticipatory excitement, you know, because we haven't seen it yet. Right. No. Well, just letting everybody know, because when they listen to yeah. this, oh, what are y'all talking about? The games are over. So we'll see yeah. uh, who comes out of this. They will be going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Absolutely. The favorites in both of the games, the Ravens are favorite in the first game. And then the second uh, game, the 49ers. We know the 49ers. Yeah. So, well, we'll good luck to them, because baby, if they don't win, people going to be, because they just see, you know, I don't like that when they have that certainty kind of thing you know what I mean I don't like that when I'm the overwhelming favorite I don't like that because oh my god because that's a lot of pressure you know because then I don't know okay but good luck with every for everybody well uh actually yeah like you know good luck I I don't know um I have my favorites or, you know, this is kind of a hard one for me, but yes. the 49ers or the Detroit Lions, neither one of them has won anytime soon. And the, the Detroit Lions have not won a Super Bowl. So there's a lot that's going on with that. As far as the Ravens and the Chiefs are concerned, we know that Lamar is under immense amount of pressure in order to win. So, you know, we'll see, you know, like we say, good luck to all of the teams. They all have something except like the Chiefs right. we know are the, the returning champions are right. the reigning, not returning. The, the, the reigning champions, champions. Yeah, yeah, sure. But you so, know the Chiefs are not under the same kind of pressure as any of the rest of the teams as far as I'm concerned. Because no. they already because they already have a couple championships under their belt. No, you know, well, and I they're think, the current and they're the reigning champions. So. And I think and I think that uh Patrick Mahomes, I think I think that he had puts pressure on himself. I think that he's oh, changed yeah. history. Oh yeah. Oh, his is oh, a little yeah. Bit that's different. how they got where they are. I think that's who he is. Yeah. I believe that totally. When you see somebody limping and carrying on and they still come back out there and they're just so doggedly determined that, you know, they're not quitting. You know, when you see that, then you know, you know what it is. You know, they really, really, really are about the game and about winning. Right? They're totally committed. You know, like we saw them last year in the Super Bowl. 
Okay. Why are so, you so quiet? Why are you so quiet, daughter? Oh, you don't want to respond to that. Okay, forget it. Go ahead. No, it's not that I don't want to respond to it, but it's just a, a lot of stuff going on there. Let's see. Positive vibes. Okay. Let's see who. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Um, also, as in sports world, before we get into our, our toast, um, we know that with the Australian Open, uh, Coco Golf did not make it to the finals. Um, Sabalinka won this year. And for the males, um, it was the center one. I forgot center's name. He beat uh, Medvedev. Yeah, yeah Yannick, Yannick. Yeah. I don't know if they pronounce it Yannick or Yannick, but I think they pronounce it uh, Yannick uh, center. Yeah, they beat him in yeah. uh, center, beat Medvedev in five sets. And he was actually, he lost the first two sets. So I don't know what that's all about because it appears as though Medvedev, it might be like a head game for him to be known. I, I, I'm with you, daughter. You he know, had they the same he, thing happen. They to say he gave out though. physically. Yeah, they say he gave out physically, but I think he gave out mentally. Yeah. So, um, anyway, um, so my let's do a toast to championship weekend, and um, you can start. Okay. You are all right, daughter. All right, let's raise our glasses. Health, wealth, prosperity, uh, and victory to you know whomever to everyone participating i know that's kind of silly because we know they are not all going to be victorious but good luck to all of the participants and um salute salute delicious okay um so let's just kind of a little bit more um, in sports, just in general, kind of as we mentioned about uh, tennis and we mentioned about football, just kind of wanted, you know, to get your opinion on this whole thing about being let down in sports. And a lot of people feel that it's probably not the best thing to brag, uh, not the best thing to, uh, you know, count what is it, your chickens before. Yeah, count your chickens before they hatch. Before oh, they hatch, right? yeah. Now, oh, that's now right. you you mentioned uh, Coco. You use Coco Golf as one of your examples, but I'm I'm gonna yeah. refer to the Cowboys, who we know that uh, Dak Prescott. He, you know, who I love Dak. Well, I don't like I say I love him, uh, but I like Dak. I'm not like a Cowboy fan, but I think that he's a decent human being. Uh, so that yeah. is, is very important. Um, when before, you know, he went into the, the game, the playoff game in which they lost, he was, uh, you know, throwing little jabs and jokes saying, oh, yeah, my girl has her LV bag, you know, the same initials for Las Vegas, which is where they're having the Super Bowl this year. And um, some people thought that he was being overly confident. And then they had another uh, player, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, who was referring to how they would push the Eagles around, you know he used some type of explicit word and push, push, push around. That's how he has to do opponents. Like that's the way, you know, you would do green Bay, which we see that didn't happen. Um, and then my, you can go in with Coco, how you felt Coco was maybe a little bit overconfident. What? I don't know about overconfident. I would say over bragging. Okay. okay. I don't know if that was anything about her confidence at all. Okay. But what I do think is this, there's a lot of different sayings, okay. a lot of different sayings, but one of the ones that stands out most mm -hmm. with every group that has, you know, boasted, okay, counting their chickens before they hatched, okay, 
He who laughs last laughs hardest. Okay? He who laughs last laughs hardest. Mm -hmm. Okay? So for those who don't understand that, that means, hold up. Wait a minute. Let's see how this really is going to go down. Okay? Yeah. Let's see how things are really going to work out before we start cackling. Okay? Yeah. I knew when Coco said it, when I say new, quote unquote, I didn't really know, but I had a strong sense that when Coco won the U.S. Open and she got up there and she made a lovely speech and then she said, this is for the haters. And I said, right then, Coco, why are you talking to the haters? Why are you talking to the haters? Why are you calling out the haters? There's some, you know, environments where that's good. Because that's the game, you right. know, not in tennis, not when tennis it's is solo one -on -one. performance. Yeah. What, what happened? It's a one-on-one. -on -one there you go, daughter. There you go. Not when it's mano y mano. You don't, you don't call it out like that because, baby, when you lose, guess what? You the mano y mano. Right. You the mano, okay? Right. And Coco, who, you know, has her share of you know, disappointing performances, okay? Let's be honest. She's lovely and everything, but okay. You know, there's some days when things don't work out that well, okay? And she has had a number of them, okay? Oh, I'm shining so bright. And what I wanted to say to Coco was, Coco, you are the sun. You are the sun, you don't have to reach down to the stars. You are the one and only sun on this day that you won the U.S. Open. You don't have to reach down to the stars. There are many stars, and they're lovely and beautiful, but you are the sun today. Why are you reaching out to the stars? Okay. okay? But Coco didn't fully appreciate okay. so her do you position. Do you think and she should not have said that because now here she come right back in the Australian Open, which you know she can beat Sabalenka because she has beaten her before. Oh, what happened? Well, where your haters now, Coco? What you gonna say to them today? You don't need to address them at all. You address Coco. I just want to say to you, young sister, please just don't address the haters anymore. Keep your focus on what's positive and what's uplifting and what's going to move you to the next level. That's all I want to say. That's it. That's it. I'm going to wrap it up. Not good. Do not address any haters, okay? You're not in that arena. You're not playing that game. Keep your focus on tennis and gratitude. That's it. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't really know how to discuss it in regards to tennis so much, but I will say like when you're playing football or playing basketball and you're, you know, in the moment, you know, it's kind of fun, but before the game, yeah, I'm not. Until you win, until you win or you're going back and forth competing, it's a little bit different. But before the game, don't get too, you know, braggadocious. That's just kind of how I feel. Well, Coco said this after she won, but then again, it keeps on going and going and going and going. Well, she and met going. the same. She met the same opponent. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in absolutely. The, in the and you see so what happened, kind of, right? Yeah. And you see what happened, right? So yeah. you know, no, Coco, come on, don't play that game. And don't play that game. 
you know, Sabarita is not the best sport. I will say that too. She's a little dramatic with all her stuff as well. That's right. You know, Coco, you know, take a page from the book of Serena and Venus. Chill and let your on-court performance do your talking. Okay? You know, take a leaf from their book. Take a page from their book. Okay? Don't don't go there, Coco. Don't do that. Because you see what's up. You see what's going on right now, okay? Okay, so uh, better luck, better luck next time. I guess the uh, main next major thing mine is the French Open. So, okay, all right, guys. So let's move on to, like we said, some film and TV. Actually, uh, um, some more fallout from the Oscars. You know, everyone like we mentioned on um, our last podcast was talking about the snubs, and so Whoopi Goldberg defends the Oscar nominations for Barbie um, after. You know, they received backlash for snubbing Greta Gerwig and, of course, Margot Robbie, who also was not only the actress, but served as, I think, executive producer on the film. And, you know, Goldberg said that she felt that though there really was no snubs, that, you know, someone has to win or lose. And so she really, um, you know, is not the elites. It's the entire family of the Academy who vote for the best picture nominations. We all vote for best picture, everybody. So there are seven to 10 nominations that happen and you don't get everything that you want to get. I I got that. No snubs. I, I, I appreciate that. And when she says there are no snubs, I think she means that it's not really us partisan. You know, I think she means it's kind of just more egalitarian. You know, it's kind of more straight across the board. And about that, she may be right, but that doesn't mean that we have to agree with the nominees. Right. So, right. so you know, so that's yeah. just it. Yeah. I, I hear what Whippy's saying. Um, because she's also saying like, oh, well, which one do you leave out? Which one, you know, well, to me, the right. fact that they nominate America Ferrera and, you know, in the supporting role, um, I think that she's a, you know, good actress, but I didn't see anything that was dynamic about her performance. Absolutely. I think that they Absolutely. were trying to check off a box, you know, yeah. unfortunately, um, that's right. what they were doing because they did not, I don't know what happened to um, Penelope Cruz's nomination for, a Ferrari, uh, but instead they gave America Ferrer a nomination for the Latina vote. And that's kind of what I'm thinking happened. Um, and I don't like that. Oh, Penelope Cruz is also Latina. So, you know. Exactly, but she didn't get a vote. But she didn't she get a nomination. vote. And I've seen both and I would have, you know, nominated Penelope Cruz by a long shot. And mm-hmm. so- Ferrari, yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't like that. Of course, obviously, we want to get to a point where, you know, all nominations are equal. You know what I think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I think? I think this concept of snubbery is is uh, equated to snobbery and mm-hmm. elitism. And I think that's what, you know, Whoopi was really addressing, that it wasn't really about that. You know, that it was, you know, more fair and more everyday people kind of involved and not the elites, like she said. I think that's what she meant. We say snub. Maybe it wasn't a snub. Maybe that's how they saw it. You know, maybe it wasn't a snub. Well, all the other indicates a snub indicates I don't like you for other reasons. I just don't like you no matter how good your performance is. I just don't care for you for other reasons. So you're just not going to get it. You know what I mean? Snub, you know, that sort of um, classic, classism, 
you know, snub is about a lot of other things that have nothing to do with the actual reason that you're nominated, which is supposed to be your performance. You know, when we start talking about snubbing somebody, that smacks of other things. Well, it's just very odd that the film was nominated for Best Picture. They nominated the uh, Best Actor in the category. Well, actually, he wasn't. He was a supporting actor. Um, Ryan Gosling. And then they nominated. And then they nominate America Ferrer, who right. did not have you know, it's a, performance it's a funny, as Margot it's a, Robbie, who carried the film. Right. You know, it's a funny thing. Well, I, I still don't know if it's snub, but it's a funny thing because if there was really, in my opinion, if I would have snubbed anything, I would have snubbed Barbie. Barbie's kind of stuff. You know what I mean? If what do you I would, mean you would have snubbed Barbie stuff? You mean the film in general? The, yeah, I, you know, and 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 also the, the performances. If I was, you know, snobbish and mm-hmm. snubbing anybody, it would have been, you know, things connected to Barbie. No, I'm saying if I were voting, if I had a vote, you know. But I, would I, you have? So you wouldn't have voted for Barbie at all. You wouldn't have voted for Margot Robbie. You wouldn't have voted. Uh, for but Bobby it would have been at the bottom of my American list. Program. I mean, I don't know how many candidates were involved. You, you understand? But it certainly would have been at the bottom of my list. Okay, you don't have to go all in the numbers and everything. But I'm just saying, Barbie would have been one that I would have snubbed. Barbie and things related to Barbie, I would have snubbed because I would have thought the whole concept would have been more frivolous to me. Okay. I, I mean, I've understand. seen I've seen all of them. I've seen all of them that you've mentioned. I don't understand, Ma. If I was snubbing anybody, it would have been America Ferrera. What's her name? America. Yes. What's America's yeah. name? I would have snubbed America if I was snubbing anybody. That's all. What is so difficult about that concept? I don't think she had much of a role, and I don't think Barbie was that fabulous of a movie. I mean, what's the big deal? Do you think that? Margot Robbie was snubbed. Do you think her performance was snubbed? Do you think she was deserving of a uh, nomination? Okay, two it, it's two two answers. Number one, I would have snubbed the whole movie. Number one, well, they I, nominated for best. Picture. Okay, let's just say it's me voting. I would have snubbed. I wouldn't have voted for it for best anything. That's number one. Coming from Naomi, okay, I wouldn't have voted for the best. That movie, Barbie, for the best anything. That's a cartoon, okay? And it wasn't in animation. The other thing is that if I'm voting for anyone having to do with Barbie, then I would have voted for Margot Robbie. Okay? You understand? I'm I'm giving two answers because two both are true. I would never have voted for America Ferrera for anything that I saw on screen. In Barbie. In Barbie. Oh, yeah, definitely. In Barbie. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Listen, I I think that she was snubbed. We mentioned about several of the people that we thought were snubbed, but we were just referring to that with Whoopi. I think that if you're going to nominate it for Best Picture, um, then it stands out when you don't nominate the person who carried the film. But and I think they didn't have any people. problem. I don't think they had any problem doing that because that they in, included the movie, period. Uh, I think that the people who were voting, that they included Barbie, period, meant that they weren't snubbing it. Ma, it was like, you know, many, many years ago when they did Titanic, they nominated everybody in Titanic except, except Leo. Leo. Except Leo. That's I a snub. 
to me, that's it. a snub. It's like, oh, you I, love I, the film that I much. I got that that's a snub because it was a, a lovely movie and a lovely cast and a lovely performance. But Barbie was not all that. But Barbie they nominated was... it for Best Picture. Thank you. You can say anything you want. They still didn't nominate Margot Robbie. So but she had, and she had gotten nominated for all every other award leading up to it, SAG award. Okay, and how about America? And how about she She had. She shouldn't have been. Right. Good. Right. I got it. So they just did whatever they felt like doing. Okay. All right. So There's I'm going to no leave. The, reason. I, they just gonna, did what they felt like. Okay. I'm going to leave it alone. All right. So let let's move on uh, to somebody who I think has been feeling snubbed lately. I hope that she is feeling okay. Uh, Miss Britney Spears. So Miss Britney Spears, we know, loves to go to the Four Seasons Hotel. Um, and she, you know, is like a frequent guest there. However, they were not happy with Britney and they have banned her because- Britney Oh, no. Well- Brittany likes to, you know, be topless, and some of the guests have complained about her being topless by the topless pool. Topless where? Just walking through the corridors or by the by the, the pool, pool? By the pool and making them feel uncomfortable, and her behavior is often bizarre and annoying. Oh, uh, any thoughts oh, on boy. that? Should the Four Seasons have banned her? Uh, and yeah, just what are your thoughts on that, Ma? You know what? I don't want to pile on on top of Brittany with a whole lot of different, uh, she's having a whole lot of different negative experiences right now. I'm, I'm not happy with the whole situation. I'm not sure that Brittany is or isn't using uh, drugs that uh, affect her com uh, cognitive performance. You know, not saying illicit drugs, but Prescribed. whatever. Yeah, yeah. drugs. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Brittany and and we I don't, don't know, know guys we're just uh, right uh, right we're just throwing it out here yeah, yeah everything's our opinion and speculation you know mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what happened at the four seasons I am going to say that they did what most businesses do which is cost versus benefit mm -hmm. okay and I think that Brittany's behavior has been detrimental to the four seasons to the extent that they feel that she's not worth having there anymore mm -hmm. that the money they make versus the money that they lose having Brittany there is just not worth it for them because that's basically how they do it bottom line yeah. and I think that many of their guests are uh not that their behavior is so good but they don't want to be so out there with right. whatever they're doing mm -hmm. and Britney's behavior exposes right. a lot of things right. and I don't think they want that and and that's what happened and, and that's what happened and, and you know in playing devil's advocate in defense of four seasons they reportedly have banned Britney before and they have retracted the ban uh of Britney so there's a possibility that they could do it again I don't know what right for you know previously so and 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 the other thing is that Brittany was probably violating some different policies that they oh, have sure. there at the hotel you know yeah. and so maybe they'll negotiate something different whereas you know Brittany, since you really like to come here maybe you'll agree to so and so but if you violate it it's you know Audi for you again you know whatever 
So let's just hope they work that all out. And that look, and that, you know, and Brittany, I just hope everything is good with you. I don't know what's going on, but I know one time they had you on lockdown and your money and everything else and was totally out of your control and just a number of things that, that are well known by the public at large. So, Brittany, I hope you're good. That's all I'm going to say. I don't see anything so much about her being topless around the swimming pool because you know and I know that they have a, a string that's a crack <laughs> between your arse. I mean, what is the big deal? You know, and isn't that and what the, you wear, Mom, when you go to the pool? Uh, you know, that's right. And if I wear anything, and then wait a minute, hold up, and then you know the breasts, they're just in your face, they're just out there, you know. And so I wouldn't um, know nothing about that. Right. So I mean, it's the swimming pool environment. So I and and plus, let's be honest, they may not like that at their pool, but I don't know that that's against the law. I know it's not against the law in New York to go brawless. To go well, bare well, I guess it's I don't know, establishment. They may have their own, you know. Rules. Yeah, well, that's what I'm like, saying. Well, that's yeah. that's what I'm. That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't know what their policy is. I don't know, but you know, it probably there probably is a, a number of things that have to do with raucous behavior and and so forth going on. You yeah. know. So yeah. okay, so Brittany, right. work that out. Work that out. You know, money will take care of it. I'm sure. Work it out, Brittany. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, so let's move on to um, my. You probably aren't gonna like this this subject, uh, but we're gonna go there. Uh, hmm. I'll let you know what is it. It was trending. So, uh, Wheezy, little Wayne, uh, was on Richard Sherman's uh, show, and which he started talking about, you know, Drake, and they uh, Richard Sherman gave uh, Wayne his props for you know finding discovering Dr Drake pretty much. Um, and whatever. so Wheezy went in to say, you know, uh, talking about the naysayers, why they exist about Drake. Because, you know, a lot of Drake gets a lot of hate. And yeah. Little Wayne said. Trying to act like he's trying to portray what he is, and but he really isn't. No. Well, Little is Wayne. Is that what it said, is? The reason why is because he's red. He's light skinned. That's just American history. I I know it's because I'm not light skinned. I hated on all light skinned dudes in school. So yeah, it's American history, man. What are your thoughts on that? You think well, that's, that's his why, perception? Do, do you think that's why people have issues with Drake? Is because he's light skinned? Uh, no, not racial exactly. or whatever you want to no, say. No, it's not not a, because how his skin looks. But because he does, like I said in the beginning, because he does not have that kind. I mean, he was on a, what is it? Ring the bell or whatever it was. One of those. Degrassi. Yeah, Degrassi, whatever. What is and, ring the bell? I don't oh, know. Lord. What are those high school kitty things, you know? Oh, you think it's so, saved by the bell. Yeah. No. So, anyhow, okay. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think that he doesn't have any kind of authentic rapper background he has a background of a an actor you know okay. and he has a background of someone who is quote unquote kind of cushy and soft and privileged i hate to use the p word but you know he okay. doesn't have any kind of even regular person background he has a background of somebody who's been groomed and indoctrinated to be successful and a star and a this and a that right. he's just happened to his money just happened to come about through rapping you know right. whatever 
But he, you know, so uh, I think that's the resentment. I mean, because we um, uh, people of color, African-American, everything, uh, we always have had every kind of color. Right. And, and, and which is a product of, you know, mostly rape. If you talk about generationally, more recently, it might be consensual, but back all the way through, you know, mm -hmm. for hundreds of years, it's been through rape because mm -hmm. the African-Americans could not consent, you know, right. uh, to, you know, having sex with, uh, with Caucasians, with white people. So it's just that simple. Everybody know that. And whatever was in Little Wayne's mind, that's fine. He might have been jealous of anybody. He might have been jealous of tall people. might have been jealous of cute people. Might have been jealous of people who could speak English or speak, period. He might have been jealous of any damn body because he has uh, the many different deficits. But guess what? In America, he's rich. Okay? In America, he's rich. You hear me? Okay? So he has all these deficits. He's short. He's ugly. He's everything, uh, whatever, whatever. He's tattooed. He can't talk. He's a, a damn tied tongue and every other damn thing. <laughs> But he's rich as hell. Well, just Ma, okay, just to make sure. me, daughter. He okay. is rich as hell. Okay? okay. Ma, can I just say this? That, you know, the blackness you of his skin is what helped him look better. That's what helped him look better. Imagine if he was like the way he looks. He would be pathetic. The blackness is the only Ma. thing that helped him. Okay, so we got to be careful with that too, Ma. What I wanted to say, I, I know, ain't no, we got to be nothing. I'm saying how I feel about Little Wayne. I ain't saying about life. I'm saying about him. Okay, he I just, mentioned his color. I can say about his color. What's wrong uh, with you? No, it's it's fine about the color, Ryan. I'm all I'm saying to you is is that the whole issue was why he was too stupid hate. to see. He was too stupid. Little Wayne was too stupid to see that being black was what helped him. Not being, you know, don't 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 no, believe nobody is saying that. My all I'm saying to you is well, he's saying he, was envious. he said he was envious of light skin, and I'm saying to you, Little Wayne, you was foolish. You okay. just told me he said he was envious of life. Uh, Ma, please let me talk. I I really like I just yeah, want to talk. You know, sometimes. but I'm letting Richard, you talk. I'm you're not, not you're talking over me. Talking. You're I'm talking, not talking. You're no, talking. you're talking over me because I am not finished. You and when is you, that when are you ever finished? But go ahead. Okay. I'm finished. You have got to realize what little Wayne said. The blackness of his skin is what has helped him. Go ahead. I, I'm okay. All I'm saying to you is, is that Little Wayne was just running his mouth in response to what Richard Sherman, the question was, why do people hate on Drake? And right. he put that out there. And I think put bringing out that old, like, whole debate and, you know, controversy about light skin versus dark skin, I think that that's- You set me ignorant. up for what you going right into. Well, I'm skipping that because that's so ridiculous. I'm going past that. Well, I just think it's I'm, I'm going I, I past that. But we, all, but we all know that. We all know nothing wrong with being black but the white man. Okay? I, well, I think being black is what the white man said. Nothing wrong, is, nothing wrong with being any color that you I are. Think that the complexion, I think that the complexion isn't why they hate on Drake. We well, have that's what I just cold. said. That's people, what I just said. We, He's using that as a metaphor for the fact that this man did is not in the traditional type rapper. Well, and, but he's made hundreds of millions rapping. Well, maybe he, I don't know what metaphor he used. Um, uh, J. Cole, people respect him as a very talented That's rapper. different. That's different because he's from more hard knocks. He's not. Ooh, yes, but he could have, but he should have just said that. 
Lil Wayne should have just said, oh, Drake had a different upbringing. Because we know Lil Wayne is not that articulate. He might have mumbled it somewhere. Who the hell knows? Well, you know, we you say know that he's that. not articulate. He finds all these, uh, you know, uh, intelligent words in his raps. Or but he doesn't speak them. Well, we say we just speak them. Nobody knows what the hell he's talking about. Nobody knows what the hell he's talking about. His music has a good beat. His music it's has not just beat. because of a, it's not just because of a good beat, Ma. It's because of some of his lyrics. Some of them they're not the most intelligent all the but time, but they're quirky. And that little, you're not going to tell me Lil Wayne is articulate. Now you can no, say what you want to say. I didn't say that. Okay, I didn't say he was articulate. I said that he comes up with creative. Yes, songs. he does. Yes, he does. And for all okay. he's saying, he's rich. Well, guess what, Ma? He's not as rich as Drake, actually. He's not nobody as good as Drake. Nobody and said he, he discovered, was. And he discovered Drake. And nobody said he was. Okay, just putting that out there. All right? All right. Okay, but so, there's some other issues with Lil Wayne that might impact his money. All right, I'm not well, going you to You already that. said some of them. Okay, so all right. You so said good. several. Okay, all right, bye. So let's move on to um, someone else who is also um, in the rap game, but is way beyond that, is a entrepreneur boss, um, but is, so. is obviously um, in a world of trouble right now. Uh, that is Diddy. So recently, Miss Jones, my, you remember the Miss um, Jones, she was an R&B singer and she also- yes radio show well she went yes. on um a another show i think a, a podcast in which she talked about diddy she said that diddy threatened her um and it was on tape he had already threatened to put me Ooh, in the shit. trunk of a car Ooh, um, she shit. recalled during the commercial break of the radio but he was still you know it was still running and he was making explicit comments towards her. After you do an interview on the radio, you know, busted, back, right? He didn't know it was running, you know. But little Kim actually came to Mrs. Miss, not Mrs. Miss Jones rescue. Miss Jones, yeah. And told and told Diddy to leave Jonesy alone. Jonesy doesn't hurt anybody. And so she came in and stepped in because Diddy threatened to. Whatever. I hear you. Reportedly, I hear you. this is from the words of Miss Miss Jones. My any I hear thought you. on this? If you want to even comment on it, or do you just feel some type of way at this stage of the game commenting? Well, on it? well, listen. This is what I want to say. You know, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know the circumstances. What you know, just what exactly is the goal? You know, is it is it litigation? Is it illegal? Is it just that he was uh, disrespectful, rude, inappropriate. Uh, what, what? Just where we going with this whole thing? So what? A lot of people, uh, you know, threaten things. Threatened to mean? put her in the trunk of karma. Well, but he didn't put her in there, right? Did he send people to the house and they snatched her up and brought her to the car and said, "Listen, so and so, Miss Jones, we will put you in this trunk." Did that happen? Did anything happen, or was it just talk? Okay. Any, did he do? Did he take any action to hurt her? According to her, no. All right. So we threatened to throw in the trunk. So how many times people say things? How many times people have threatened to, uh, to beat somebody down, bust them in the head to the white meat? How many times had people threatened to do things and they didn't do it? 
Okay. Uh, so I'm just going to say. Would we all be gone we, or dead or something if people did what they said they were going to do? Would no one has ever threatened gone? to put me in the trunk. Well, the, no, I'm sure they threatened to do certain things to you. Do <laughs> you big Barry twice, honey? I'm pretty sure some of those husbands said something to you. No, but wait no. a minute. But that's not a husband. It don't, it don't matter. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about Me? I knew your husband said something to you. You said, no, I never threatened that. Maybe they didn't threaten that, but they threatened to do other shit to you. Don't, don't play. Don't play now. What? You wouldn't, you wouldn't be divorced if somebody had threatened something that you didn't like. Good, mom. Real nice. I'm glad everybody is okay. Good. Okay? Our daughter, that's so wonderful that you're one of the rare human beings who has never been threatened. Good for I you. I didn't say what? Good for what you. you. Good for you, daughter. It didn't have to be about the trunk. It's about just somebody saying something that they didn't really mean. That's my point. People say things all the time that they don't mean. Ma, you always really defend. I notice that you defend men and not women. I do. You are not a girl's girl. Like you know what? Of Ireland? No, I'm a real person. Don't come with that crap when you always had the option of walking away. Because I see too many women who have the option to leave it and stay there and then start whining and complaining, and it pisses me Can off. Can I just say this, Ma? Miss Jones has never been in a, as far as I know of, I don't know anything about these people, but I don't think she was referring to any type of romantic relationship she was And with. nor am I, daughter, nor am I. Nor am I referring to a romantic relationship. I'm referring to simply camaraderie. Nor am I. I'm going to leave it alone. If Miss Jones didn't think she benefited from camaraderie, having some relationship with uh, Diddy, then she could have walked away. Walked away? He was on her radio show. Uh, she could have changed the conversation. She could have terminated the whole thing. Don't play with me. I know what I'm saying. I really don't like that you. And she didn't think she was getting. And she didn't think she. And she didn't think she was even killed from it. It wouldn't have been happening. Do but you're not, not even play. just like even handed at all. Okay, let me. Let's just move on. All right, whatever. We don't know because what. Because I want women but, to understand their strengths. But and what happens when the man like, is? Woo, woo, but the I'm man the has a lot of admire. The man, and in particular, Francisco, had a like lot that. of power over these you know women. What? Then, then you know what? Then show me that when it's not a situation where the woman is trying to be on the come up and trying to get derived benefit from the person. She wasn't trying to be on the come see. up. She was hosting her radio show. And who was her guest? Diddy. And why did she have him on there? Okay, never mind. Look, right. Let me don't just play with me, daughter. I know what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know I, what you're saying, but I, know I what never I'm know. Saying. I okay. I just don't know. All right, so let me okay. move on. Okay, all right. Let's get into some relationships. We're going to talk about a couple people who um have a lot of different opinions about their uh relationships. Oh boy, my uh first is. Kayla Nicole, who we know dated Travis Kelsey for five years. Um, obviously Travis. Yeah, what about her? So she was there five years, boy. I guess he had a gun on her. Um, oh, boo hoo. Oh, poor ma, Kayla. just wait, ma. I just wanted to say this. This little side note. Uh, Patrick Mahomes Senior said he does not want to be in the suite with Taylor Swift today. <laughs> Go ahead, Daddy. Go ahead, Daddy. Talk that talk. 
Go ahead, Pat Senior. Talk that talk. All so, right. You said I that, so we it. don't. I love it. We don't I know what it. that yeah, means. Yeah, you know, I always knew he was real. I always knew he was real. Go ahead. All right. Anyway, uh, Kayla Nicole spoke about you know her dating life, and she said that you know I never, I'll never say never, but I fully, wholeheartedly believe that I am out of the athlete stage. She says, um, I do think I'm attracted to men in position of power. And I also think that those types of men are attracted to me. Uh, and so, you know, while she's not interested in athletes, she said she loved to date someone who shares her passion for sports. I would love to date an executive or a record label or a movie producer so that we can go to the sporting events, let date night be courtside at the Lakers game. That's my kind of guy, she said. Now, my before you get in with that, I'm not going before you listen, you can whatever, ma. Uh, before you respond to that, Kayla. That to me seems very superficial. The whole story, the whole topic. You don't okay. want to date athletes, but you want to date somebody else who's a boss. How about you find somebody that will treat you well and that loves you? How about right. that first? And then everything else will come. Courtside for the Lakers or whatever game. you Yeah, okay, that's nice. But how realistic is that for the average woman? Right. Okay. Two comments. Okay, okay, two things, daughter, that I have to say. Number one, Kayla, fall back, okay? As they used to say back in the day, lay in the cut, okay? Fall back, lay in the cut, okay? Because what you're oh, wow. talking about, nobody want to hear, okay? okay? That's number one, because you spent five years doing whatever you was doing with this man, okay? That's number one. Number two, you know, beautiful thought? That came to my mind, a video I saw for everybody with Jill Scott singing, He Loves Me. All right? That was like from her first album, I believe. Okay? He Loves Me. And she talks about how this man treats her and elevates her. He loves me. Kayla, that's what you need to be looking for. He loves me. Okay? He values me. He makes me think. He makes me have experiences. He lifts me, okay? That's what you need to be worrying about instead of worrying about who's a star and who's making money and whatever the hell you're talking about, okay? Foolishness, okay? If you're looking for a man with these values, the values that are in that song, He Loves Me by Jill Scott, listen to that song. That's what you're supposed to be looking for. Otherwise, you get what you get. If you're looking for somebody just with money, or status, or so-called status, or whatever. Then guess what? That's what she said. And oh, I, I know didn't like that she said that. And I'm, and I'm answering her. I think you need to fall back. You need to what they call lay in the cut. Okay, be quiet. Fall back. Observe. See what's going on. And listen to that song from Jill Scott. He loves me. That's now, what you need to be looking for. And Otherwise, see, you're going to keep getting what you deserve. And That's why you hung up with Travis Kelsey for five years, knowing you wasn't getting nowhere. Yeah. yeah but, and, but, 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 but so desperate, but so clout chasing, that's what happened. But How so, long did it take you to hang in with a man and get nowhere before you know, let me cut bait and go ahead on and, and look for somebody that's more becoming for me or more suitable, appropriate for me? 
So well, yeah, you need to lay in the cut, and that you yippity yapping now. You need to lay in the cut. Shut your mouth. That's what you need to be doing, and putting your energy toward looking for whatever it is you want. Like I said, I hope you listen to Jill Scott's song. He loves me. But see, and that, but see, here's my thing, Ma. It's nothing wrong with wanting to have, you know, the quote unquote, the finer things in life and having all these different experiences and blah, 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 blah. If that's what you like, that's cool. However, to what extent? To, to what right, extent? What, 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 at what price right. are you going to pay for that? There you go. How much you know? is it worth to you? And is then, that everything to you? And then, that's and right. then, and then listen, and then when you, and that's what you're looking for. What type of man is that that knows that, okay, this is the, you know, oh, you all about that. And, you know, and she looks, you know, nice and she's very attractive and everything. Yeah. Is that what he just wants is an attractive arm candy because guess what? There's a lot of them out there. They get tired of that part of you. Then what else That's is it. there? There you go. So, you know, I didn't I like she said that. that. That's uh, right. Uh, I, I do not like it either. Like I said, you need to chill. You need to lay in the cut and you need to think about what you what you really want. And what's really going to be valuable to you long term. Well, if that's what you want, right. you know, that's on you. But you need to chill right now. You need to chill right now because you're making yourself seem very unappealing. Okay. So let my so let's move on to uh, a couple more, two more people before we actually get into the film and TV part, which we've been talking a lot about pop culture, but maybe has some interesting topics. Uh, Drea Michelle, my I don't know if you know who Drea Michelle is, but she has been on Basketball Wives and she's dated you know several athletes that that no no tell me up. about her okay, okay. well um, I'm gonna compare her to Sofia Vergara um, which I okay. don't and the only reason why I'm comparing them is Sofia Vergara. Uh, is in her uh, early 50s uh, she says that she is no longer going to date men who are younger than her no more than two years younger than her she was on Andy Cohen's show and Andy Cohen said that Bad Bunny you know referenced her in a song and asked her would you two years younger than her yes uh, Andy Cohen said would you ever date Bad Bunny now Bad Bunny is 29 years old yes Yes, and her son oh, is bad bunny. Right. Yeah. And her son is 32. And she's like, you know, I'm not gonna date him. He's younger than my son. But she said now she will only date a man who is two years younger than her because she and her husband broke up Joe Manganello because he was younger than her, four years younger bad than her. Bad bunny, her husband Joe Manganello. Ma, why are you not paying me any attention? Okay, go ahead. Talking? Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. You, you zone out. There's a big difference in those eight gaps between those. Okay, right. There's a, Joe there's a, that's all I'm saying. There's about okay. 20 years between. Yeah, those. right. That's what I'm saying. I don't okay. know why she. Okay, gotcha. So anyway, she said that they, her and, Mo, and Joe Manganiello broke up because her husband wanted kids. And she didn't want any more kids at this stage of her life. She says that she's closer to menopause in the next couple of years. So yeah. uh, my thought, and so there she is, two years. Jerry, Drea Michelle, who, like I said, is known to date athletes. And that's what she's known for. She used to be a video girl. Yes, um, yes, yes. Okay. And okay. now she has her own business, like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, bathing suits or something like that yeah whatever and, she's generating income through something yeah yes so drea who turns 40 uh, when i say she turns 40 uh by the time the next episode airs she will be 40 okay is dating an athlete who is 21 okay 
and not much older than her oldest child. Okay. The it, people think she might be pregnant. Okay. Uh, and she's been getting a lot of flack for that. Okay. They've been calling her all types of lovely, unfortunate names. Okay. Um, who do you think is more on the right side of things? Sophia Vergara or Drea Michelle, or you think neither of them? In their dating taste at this point. In their dating taste. I don't know what the expectations and outcomes are. They're very, very different people, obviously, with very, very different goals. Um, what I would say about dating somebody significantly younger would be, I would stay away from my kids' friends, okay? <laughs> uh, that, I draw the boundary. Okay. I don't want that complicated situation because okay. I don't know what that is, okay? That could just be very devastating. That could be tragic, okay? okay? I would stay away from my friends' kids. Other than that, I would date anybody that I felt was of, that I knew was of legal age. Is I'm 21 not too young? I understand. Well... Is 21 too young morally? No. Is 21, most 21s are just maybe very immature. Okay. But if, but if the 21 year old is that exception to the rule, you know, is um, mature enough and depending upon the circumstances, 21 may be fine. I, I would not. He have is a, a basketball player. Like I said, he's in the NBA. Well, I, I know, but what type is he? Uh, a Steph Curry type? Is he a, a you know, duh. what type? Well, we know I he's know not a Steph type. Curry type because so, all, all would I'm be saying is this. his all high I'm school saying, sweetheart. Okay, listen, all I'm saying is this. If that is your preference, there's nothing wrong, quote unquote, with it. Mm -hmm. It's only wrong when people are below age, below legal consent. Mm -hmm. Some people at 21 have their full adult mind. Some don't. Many don't. They need another five or ten years. Mm -hmm. But some at 21 have their full adult mind. It may be fine. Is it statistically against the odds? Of course. But, I don't mean of course, yes. But is it morally wrong? No. I do not believe so. Okay? okay. Uh, is what Sofia Vergara said more traditional? Yes. But I believe Sofia Vergara is speaking foolishly because what you mean two or three years no she said two years yeah well what you mean two years that's ridiculous what if it's five years and you like them right what if it's 10 years and you like them what if it's seven eight years and you like them? what are you talking about that's silly that is silly right you know but did you hold yourself to that standard are you do you realize how many people you're leaving out that you could easily be attracted to Right. That's ridiculous. What if somebody looked at her and said, uh, well, if it wasn't for the two-year gap, I would talk <laughs> to you. That's just silly. That's completely silly to me. The other woman maybe has a very different standard, but she certainly <laughs> opens herself up to a wider range of people. Sophia, Sophia doesn't want any more kids. The other woman is might be pregnant. She wants more kids. Who better to get you pregnant than a young man? That's good. She wants to be pregnant. Sophia doesn't want to be pregnant. They're, they're different. They're just different. 
But to me, between the two, Sophia is the one who is most unrealistic simply because she's cutting herself off from too many men. It's too rigid. Yeah. Two years? That's ridiculous. So yeah. that's how I feel. Well, you know what, Ma? I, okay, so I think that Sophia Vergara is just coming out of uh, a marriage. I guess she was married for, you know, seven years. And, you know, she I'm sure she has some type of feelings, you know, residual feelings going on with that. I don't know if they're technically even divorced at this point. Uh, and I think what she's saying is is a little bit all in her emotions because two Absolutely. years is nothing. Like that's, you, you, you don't, you don't count. How would you know the difference in two years in grown people? Right what, now, how, you know, what is and, that difference? And as far as children, he, the thing is, you know, you had that conversation from the beginning because the way things are, there's some eighty-something-year-old men that want kids. Now, I don't think right. that's the best thing in the world, uh, but I it doesn't matter. I, right? You know what? The I age don't even of the think man. That's why they broke up. I don't think that's why they. Broke I don't up. think that's why Sophia, they broke up either. Sophia's just running her mouth because right. they was good middle-aged people when the hell they got together, or grown people, whatever. I don't know about middle, but whatever. Um, you know, and, they was grown people when they and, got together. And then Drea, uh, as far as Drea is concerned, I listen. She can run her life however she wants to run it. Um, you know, I will. I will say that you know the odds are always against you when you you know are in a relationship with someone that is of another generation, and when you start oh, getting. Yeah around 20 years that's a different generation but listen if that's what she wants to do that's on her i don't think that she will only date men that age because she's dated men around her age but she seems to like athletes we mentioned about the whole right well you know what and here's the thing about it life is so unpredictable life is so almost precarious you know and for those reasons, I think it, as long as she's not breaking the law or, you know, and, and so on and so forth, I think that's perfectly fine. I and think that's, that's what she wants. Fine. If, if you see, that's the thing. People want different things. People have different values. This young man, maybe he's worth that to her. Apparently he is. You know, somebody else may see him as a boy toy. She may see him as um, uh, her fantasy fulfilled. If you know, she's she really pregnant, pregnant. Ma, she she could be trolling. Well, whatever, him. pregnant be, or but, not, but people think yeah. that she's pregnant from her attire. She's wearing yeah, know, yeah, overalls yeah. And... Well, you know what, pregnant or not, you know, the pregnancy yeah. just may be uh, a consequence. That's all, but that might not have been the goal, you mm -hmm. know. And um, you know, whatever. Like I said, maybe he's her fantasy come true. So I mean, I don't know. To somebody else, he may just be a passing fling, you know. But to her, maybe she really loves him. You know, so that, that, you know, let it be, let it be. However the chips fall, let it be. Okay. So let's move on. Let's move on. Ma. We got to get into some of our shows. Let's get into, we we're talking about Sofia Vergara, Griselda. So starring Miss Sofia Vergara. And we know that she is stars. Uh, she's playing Griselda Blanco, the Colombian drug Lord who was, Godmother. Yes, ambitious is a very uh, sweet way of describing her. Um, How about she, some people say ruthless? She was ruthless. There, there we go. Um, she created one of the most profitable cartels in history, and she was an evil bee. And I'm sorry, she really was. Um, you know, we had some really good acting in this. Um, I love that it featured a predominantly Latin cast that actually yes. had Latin actors. 
Absolutely. That I love. Um, Beautiful. It was magnificent. Catherine, no disrespect to Catherine Zeta-Jones, she played Griselda in a movie, and she is not Latin. No. Anyway, Ma, uh, what are your Which thoughts? Which is a disservice to the Latin community, but anyway. Right. I won't, I won't say too much else. What okay. are your thoughts on Griselda, Ma? Uh, I Loved really it. Loved it. You know, I was a fan of Griselda before I saw uh, Sophia. And don't Bagana, tell anything Griselda. too much about I'm not going to tell anything about any of them. This is like the third iteration of Griselda, okay? There was a Catherine Zeta Jones. There was a documentary narrated by her uh Family member, I won't say even which one because that gives away certain things. Um, uh, I, I I just loved it. I just loved it completely. It was just um, I will never forget Sophia for her role as Griselda. She was off the hook. She was superlative. That was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful performance. Uh, she was ruthless. She was heartless at times. She was even warm and affectionate. Uh, she was. Everything that you could think of, it was magnificent. I loved it. I binged it. I watched all six episodes in one setting. In one, one seating setting, however you want to put it. I was, it was one setting and one seating. I loved it. I binged it. I thought it was magnificent. I don't want to say too much about it uh, because I want to encourage everyone to watch it. Okay? Top shelf, baby. Top, top, top shelf. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I, you know, I thought that Sophia was going to do a good job, but she exceeded even um, my expectations from this because she really just kind of embodied the entire character. This is this is to me her best acting job. Uh, you know, I hope that she doesn't have too much of Griselda in her, uh, but she did a fantastic job. Uh, you know, I'm just being silly. Um, I'm going to give it a top shelf. I'm going to give it probably about between a nine and a nine and a half top shelf. I highly recommend it, guys. Absolutely. It Absolutely. Out. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Guys, please watch it. Watch it. It was all that. I mean, it was intense. Yeah, okay. Highly recommend Okay. Uh, so let's move on to a couple of movies, uh, which, eh. The first movie is Dumb Money, and it stars Paul Dano, uh, Shailene Woodley, Seth Rogen, American, America Ferreira, Pete Davidson, Nick Offerman, and we also have Vincent D'Onofro. So this is pretty much everyday people flip the script on Wall Street and get rich um, by turning GameStop into one of the world's hottest companies. And so... Um, Paul Dano is the leader of the pack. And this is based on a true story. And I remember when all of this stuff was going on, it was during the pandemic. And, um, you know, I kind of followed the story a little bit, not as closely as, you know, some other people, but um, I thought it was okay. Um, I thought, um, you know, the acting was, was fine. Um, it didn't move me, but it was definitely interesting. Um, you know, that this actually really happened. I remember when they had the Robin Hood app and I guess they still have the Robin Hood app, but I remember what that was supposed to, you know, be and how that was supposed to be for everyday people who, you know, weren't really into investing or didn't really have the knowledge and they were going up against all these big corporations. Of course, Robin Hood lost a lot, um, you know, during the IPO. 
So um, I'm just going to go, I'm going to give this a premium. Um, I'm going to go probably with a six and a half premium. So mom, go ahead. You know, I did, you know, didn't follow it, didn't care about it, had no interest in it because I felt like it was just a lot of broke ass people trying to be on the come up and trying to make some money. Uh, I didn't think it was that great at all. And the one who invested the most made the most. And uh, the Robin Hood app lost a lot of its law. I don't know that it continues to exist at all. It still it exists. May, it may not. Does it? Okay. Yeah, well, I know it lost a lot of its law. Game, GameStop is still in trouble. Okay. And I know what's my man's name? The top investor. He made money and he disappeared. He made millions he and disappeared. Killed. Yeah. Yeah. He made yeah. a bunch of money and he disappeared. You right. know, and then other people made money on at varying degrees from, you know, a lot to little to little to little to none. And okay? someone, was, some um, got none and still. Right. That, well, there you go. And so basically it was just, a, you know, a glorified pyramid scheme. And I really didn't give a damn about it. And I thought it was a very mediocre movie. And I would give it no more than a five and a half. A uh, premium five, five. Right. Low premium. Okay. That's how I felt about it. Right. Okay. Not right. even memorable acting in Miss America. Uh, she was also in that. Yeah, she was. America for, Ferrer. About two, for about two seconds. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the second movie of the week, which was Underdogs, and it was starring Snoop Dogg. Oh, baby. And Mike Epps and George Lopez. And so Snoop plays, uh, I guess, his, what's his name? J.C.? I think it was JC. I, I'm sure I'm mixing up the name. Anyway, he's a former NFL player uh, who was sentenced to community service. And during his time as, you know, serving community Ooh. service, he, he meets these kids who are playing peewee football and he runs into an old high school flame who we know that in real life, they would not have been in high school together because of the age difference. Just want to point that out because of what men and women, you know, when the man is older, nobody says anything. But when the woman is over, older, oh, my gosh. Oh, what is wrong with you? You're robbing a cradle. Good, anyway. good point. Good point, daughter. Right. Uh, but uh, to make a long story short. Um, it's the, all a fantasy. Whatever. The movie, the movie uh, you know, gets going when Snoop's character takes over as coach for this uh for this peewee football team that is really kind of unruly and, uh, you know, in need of a lot of help, Ma. Right. So uh, I, you know, thought it was cute, but it wasn't good. It didn't really make much sense. <laughs> uh, it was nice to see Snoop and it was nice to see Tika. And so um, it gets a very low premium to me. Probably should be hooch, but because it was nice to see them and, you know, pl playing with the kids. I'm going to give it a premium five. Go ahead, Mom. Sorry. Okay. Okay, daughter. I'm going to agree with you on everything you said. It was whatever. It was silly, funny, and not really so good, but it was silly and funny, and it had a hopeful ending. But, baby, I'm going to tell the audience what was good about it. Okay. I just realized a few days after I saw it, a couple days it just came out the other day mm -hmm. that is the video friends and family they are playing a song sang by the Osley brothers called friends friends and family and that video 
of the song Friends and Family okay. is so fabulous, so beautiful. Good, if you good. didn't take anything else, no, it's good. Are you kidding? It's a mix of a feel-good movie. If you didn't take anything else from the movie, I want you to turn on Friends and Family. And Ron Isley, who is has to be over 80 years old, looks so fabulous, he can walk with a cane. In fact, he has a cane. It is so fabulous and such Mom. a feel-good song that accompanies the movie. You would love it. Okay. That's all I have to say. What do you mean, Ma? That's all okay. part so of let, it. Let's, okay, good. All right, so we both give it a low premium. Thanks, Ma, for that lovely discovery. Absolutely. The music has a lot to do with it. Okay, so let's move on to a couple of TV shows. Um, the first one is True Detective Season 4. And I honestly don't even really want to talk about it that much, Ma. Um, you know, I want I want to continue to watch it to see what unfolds. Um, we know that Jodie Foster is an excellent actress. And um, Kaylee Reese is doing, you know, a commend you know, commendable job playing her partner, Detective Navarro. But I, it's just really going in a direction to me that is very creepy, um, you know, and, you know, people's eyes are being burnt out and there's bite marks and, you know, people are freezing to death. And it's just, it's kind of, it's a lot. So I'm going to give it a, a, you know, a couple more episodes to see where it warms up. But uh, what are your thoughts so far on True Detective? I think it's also pretty macabre, just as you have stated. I'm going to continue with it until the end mm -hmm. um, because I'm looking for some salvation somehow mm -hmm. in this movie. Um, but it, everything about it is quite pessimistic. Mm -hmm. Everything about it is quite just very dreary, very down. Even in the uptimes, the uptimes are just things that they reminisce about. There mm -hmm. is no current uptime. Yeah. You know, even with times that they spend that, they, that are supposed to be family oriented and enjoyable, they're not. There's always a very limited time that they smile or that they enjoy themselves. They're always so deeply immersed in what is tragic and what is sad and what is gloomy and so forth. And, you know, it just consumes the movie. Mm -hmm. I understand why it's called the night something something, but they aren't even having fun times in the night. You yeah. know, most movies that you see with this night theme, there's some fun Well, series. It. It's a series. <laughs> yeah. But not, you all, you know, most series, but not so much with this one. So, but I am going to continue with it because uh, in hopes of finding something that makes me say I enjoyed watching it you know yeah. so i'm going to continue with it but right now it's going down a very 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 dim road a very 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 tragic road and so I, i'm, I'm with you 100 on that ma uh you know i'm gonna get i, I want to make a correction i'm gonna continue with it until the end uh i yeah. just am hoping that you know the next couple of episodes it sh turns around it makes it more of a, a positive absolutely moment. absolutely yeah absolutely but Okay, Ma, let's get into Raising Canaan, which I think we can both agree that we enjoy no matter what is yeah. going on, good or bad, in between is always entertaining. Um, first off, Ma, if you want to start off with Rock, uh, Rock, you know, continues to always find a way 
to show how tough and resilient she is uh, when she is when her back is against the wall. Um, she did something really big in this episode, Ma. She 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 killed uh, what's her name, Jalisa? Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. She, she killed. What are you, what are your thoughts on that, Ma? And and Rock in general? Well, well, well. That that was right because she had she had joined forces with uh. A creep, creepy. What's his name? She had joined forces Ronnie. With, with Ronnie, with creepy Ronnie, and Ronnie is certainly an enemy to Rock. He makes that clear. So she kind of had no choice, and especially when she shot it the first time, and you know that didn't do it. You know, well that was just a warning. You yeah. know, she wanted to talk to her a little bit more. She kind of had to because it was kind of like killed or be killed. Mm-hmm. It was like whoever got to the other one, you know, first. You know, and that was the kind of situation with that. And we understood that, you know, in the business that they're in and the, the stances that they took, we understood, you know, and Rock went there to kill her and she had to kill her. Once Rock found out that she was in alliance with, uh, uh, what's his name? She Ronnie. had to kill her. She was Ronnie's supplier. Ronnie. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, that had to be the end of that. And at some point it's going to have to be the end of Ronnie. Because well, you know Ronnie... What? Go no go do it. No, I was go. just gonna say I thought it was really good that Rock went to Jaleesa's cousin and asked for the okay to do right, this, right, know, right, that right, kind of right. give her a level of protection, right? You know? so, and okay. and you know well and even if not, I think it would have probably went down that way anyhow. You know, be simply because Ronnie, you know, Ronnie is the, the problem there more than anything. Right. You know. Um, it might have, you know, you, and then also don't forget she had done, what's her name, Jaleesa, a, a big favor way back when, you right. know, and all that just sort of went under the water. And it just like, I think it was Rock who said, you know, it just made her free to be who she wanted to be. Right. You know, she wasn't held, really held down by him. She was just basically scared of him, you right. know, and, and that's all. It's not that she was a different type of person. She was the same person all along, right. you know. So um, let's see how Ronnie's going to be able to save Kanan, okay? Because he is just hell-bent on self-sabotage. Right. You know, he is just hell-bent on screwing up everything he can in defiance of his mother. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than to sit down and have the talk with his mother, well, my why you lie all these years about who my father was. You right. know, he's running around doing every other kind of crazy thing. And he's you in know. business with, uh, what is it, snaps and pops. And pop, right. And that, you know, that's mm-hmm. not good. And, and right. And now then that's just another war that Rock is going to have to fight. But, right. you know, in a way, you know, you're, you're looking at him like, well, damn, you don't care if your mother gets killed or not. Because you out here starting up all this stuff and you know how these people are. Right. You know, they do not play around. You right. know, and um, so I don't know. So to me, I really kind of don't like how totally stupid they have him playing. I kind of don't like that. But yeah. I guess in order to create that high level of suspense and drama, I guess they sort of have to do that. But I really don't like it. I'm not I'm not feeling it either. And, um, you know, just a lot of things going on with him. You know, Jukebox, huh, I, I just... 
I really hate to see Jukebox's downfall at some point because, you know, Juke is real tough and, she, you know, she's... Well, you know, we may not smart. see that in, in this series. We, we may might not, not but, but you know it. You know it's coming, you know, and what Well, if, if you watch the whole Power series, you know that, yeah. And what happens, Ma, she, now she's the lead leader of the group. You know, I don't know. And does she go, does she really go into the army? Cause she signed up for the army and she's like, oh, how can I back out of this? And he's like, oh, it was, you know, harder to back out of something. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, You're well, committed. you've made a commitment. Yeah. yeah. You can, you can get out of it. You can get out of it. So I, I don't know how that's going to come into play, but just like the whole thing with uh, Kanan and uh, the girl, one of the members of the, the girl group. Right. That, you know the one who is jealous and resentful because she is not has not made lead felt right. that she was entitled to be the lead whether she earned right. it or not yeah and uh, so she has a bad attitude in the first place but you know the other thing I I'm going to say that we can kind of presume that Juke did not become so famous with her group because she just went an altogether another way right. so to me if she had come become that famous with the group what happened. Right. Did did she, you know, what would cause that kind of downfall uh, some kind of mental lapse? Right. You know, either she went on drugs or she had a devastating loss or something. And I can see that happen with anybody happen? around her. Well, there you go. There and you go. Because look look at Lou. I mean, he might be, you know, okay now, but Lou's got a lot of bodies on him. How many people has Lou already killed? Well, Lou is not good now, Ma. You see him Lou. Lou was her manager, and now what? Marvin, her father, the, took over. I mean, what? You know what I mean? And Marvin, Remember, it, was her, and, it was her and Lou all along. And and the ghosts are coming after Marvin now. They they well, that, want well, him there you go. too. Well, there you, you know? go. So, you know, um, both of them have a lot of bodies on them. She yeah. can't, even if they didn't, look at the business they're still in, even if they hadn't killed other people. Right. Look how they're still doing. In particular, in particular, Marvin. Oh, yeah. You know, because Lou, Lou he's, he's just self-destructing. -destruct, yeah. You know, right. Yeah. You know. Showing, yeah, so, up, oh, showing up at Rock's house drunk, someone saying how we're killers, and then and then when people tried to, you know, jump on him, he's just wow with his bullets fell over with a bottle right, right, around looking right. Like, oh. He had to he had the presence of mind to at least find his gun, but he couldn't aim it. He couldn't, you know, people just left because they thought he might randomly shoot somebody, you know. Because he was waving his gun in the air like he just don't care, you know, and shooting. So, oh, my God, just terrible. <laughs> All right. So I will see what's going on, but I'm really still enjoying Raising Canaan, whatever's going on. So am I. So am I. Okay, Ma. We're going to do this brief with the reality shows because I didn't realize how much over our time we went but uh, for traders, um, you know, I'm enjoying traders, but traders had, you know, two big things that, well, three big things that happened um, this episode. Now, I didn't even really um, know the other woman who was banished. I really didn't really know her too well. Tamara. Janelle? No, no. Tamara was murdered. I'm sorry. Tamara was murdered and we know Janelle was banished. Was banished, right. Yeah. So, uh, Tamara to me was not really that exciting and it was an easy 
kill and nobody's going to really miss her. And Phaedra right. was funny because Phaedra was going on minding her business and everything. And they're like, oh, Tamara's, you know, the one that's been murdered. And um, Phaedra was like, oh, too bad. And oh, does anybody have any boiled eggs or something like that? She said, you know, she oh, just- Oh yeah, that's like, when you, that's why you was talking about the boiled egg thing. Yeah. You felt that, you felt that Phaedra really didn't respond well to the thing about Tamara. No, because yeah. Tamara is a housewife, um, you yeah. know, so- well, yeah, yeah, but you know, but let's be honest, those housewives are only aligned with the ones that they're on the same show with. And in Phaedra's case, she's not that aligned with a lot of them because they kicked her off. Right. Well, you know, just in general, when they do these shows, my, they try to stick with the same franchise. Well, 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 well that's how Phaedra did and, and But listen, it's a game. So you got You have to play it you know, the best way you can play it. Pay, but... you pay. You say it any way you want. That's how Phaedra took it. Okay, Ma. How about, so we know that Janelle was uh, banished. Banished, yeah. She was banished. We know that the people are after Dan now and they were after Janelle. And we see Bergie and Peter, number one, Peter from The Bachelor, seems to be very smart or at least he is you know has some type of strategy going on there what do you think about how they're playing and do you think dan is gone you think dan is going to be in trouble for the next episode i don't know about peter's plan i think peter's plan will change as time goes on and the numbers change so with peter's plan to me any plan that any of them come up with is just tentative Oh, depending no. upon the out he did the plan remember what he did no it's pay i'm moving forward moving oh, forward pace you moving you. forward not whatever already happened moving forward let's see how peter strategizes okay let's put it that way i don't think you was paying attention or something because you i, see I was paying so attention. what did peter do what did peter do i'm not sure what peter did he's still there Okay, Peter. He he told a, a a lie to three people that he thought were possible traitors. Right to was find out which ones was the traitors. Yep, CT and Dan. And he told all of them that him and um was it Janelle? Janelle had the shield, yes. and they did not. And had, they didn't have the shield, right? And so they were figuring that. Well, that was just if, a little lie. If that they if they try, if one of those people are traitors and they try to take a hit at Bergie, then they, then that tells him who it is. Or that tells they're the traitor. Right. That they're the traitor. Right. So, so does he know who the traitor is now? Well, With he'll have a better idea if one oh, of right. those people, they have to try to take a hit at one of those people and nobody is, is murdered. Okay. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm enjoying it. All right. Me okay. too. All Me right. too. Right. Right. Okay. So All right, moving Ma. forward, moving forward, it would be a good idea to get rid of Peter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so finally, um, Mary. Well, why you cut me short? I oh, you have something to say? No, I, I, not a whole lot. I was just going to say I would try to get rid of Peter. And I would, the real Peter, not the, the guy that I was calling Peter, who was Kevin. But what I, <laughs> I would really try to get rid of the real Peter. And I would try to get rid of Bergie. Okay. Well, I'm my, rid of Bergie. All right, Ma. I'm going to move on to finally, because like I said, it's been a long one. Married at first sight. 
Okay. Um, hmm. So Michael and Chloe get married and I don't have much um, confidence that this couple is going to last. So I think it's about, it's at least four weeks, maybe five weeks into the process for everyone else. And we know that it's normally a two month experience. Right. Um, Chloe, you know, in the beginning, she seemed as though that she was just wanting to get married. And she was like, oh, you know, whoever it is, I like them and da 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 blah, blah, blah. And she was like, you know, pretty okay with him when she saw him and receptive. But then she started asking, you know, sensible questions that most adult women would ask. Like, oh, you know, I wonder why the experts put Michael with someone else before me. And, you know, I just wonder, you know, because that's in her head, like, are they maybe not that compatible? And then, you know, she's also, um, you know, later on, we see a clip of old oh, things may not work out or something, something just like, it just seemed like there's going to be problems with this couple. Now, I don't know what you think, Ma, about them. What do you think about Michael and Chloe's wedding? And then the fact- I, I, I think that she received him very well. She, you know, um, appeared to be warm and friendly and, and open to the, you know, the person that Michael is. Uh, so far, of course, we haven't gotten very far with them. I mean, everything is just very surfacey at this point, you know, obviously. I don't know moving forward how it's going to go. What I will say is that it can't go any worse than many of the other ones have gone. It can't go any worse. It can go better, but, you know, it's hard to fall off the floor, okay? When the standard is down on the floor, how lower are you going to go? So to me, whatever happens with them will not be any worse than what has happened with Becca and uh, Austin, Claire and Cameron, Emily and Brennan, Orion and Lauren, okay? Name all four couples. Whatever happens with them will be no worse. He'll be on par with the rest of them. Yeah. And he will and he will exceed the rest of them if they have a pleasant experience up until decision day. Because for the most of them, for the rest of them, it has not even been pleasant. Even the ones who laughed and talked together, there's there's still this whole big hurdle that they have yeah. to overcome regarding intimacy. Right. Okay. And for the rest of them, they've just been basically repulsed by each other. Right. It's just terrible. So to me, whatever happens with Michael and Chloe, like I said, it's hard to fall off the floor. Okay? They already on the floor with all the other couples. So they'll just be right there together on par with the rest of them pathetic couples. Right. Mismatched couples this is the worst show every every season i say is bad 
This is the worst one where they seem like they just don't even like each other. Right. It just it's just really bad to me because I've never seen there's no there's no sexual chemistry because that's like the basic, you know, forget it. Right. Attracted to each other. Whatever you you are physically attracted to. And there's nothing from any of them. And like you said, uh, just like Emily and Brennan, Emily, I guess she's just hanging out to the end to see whatever she can get, you know, maybe she can get some deals or something. I don't know what she's looking for because Brennan looks like he is miserable. He looks he like, looks, he looks like he's, he's in pain. He right. actually looks like he is just repulsed by the whole thing. Right. Claire and Cameron, that's over. You know, I hope, Claire, I hope Cameron is physically okay. Right. And, um, and if anything is wrong with him, his heart and everything, it was something that was a pre-existing condition, as they say. He didn't even have enough involvement invested emotionally with Claire for him right. to get any damn thing. Please, don't make me laugh. Right. So that, to yeah, me... He barely um, could stand her, you know, based on his behavior. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, just kind of... um I don't know. I'm. I'm. I, that. That's a whole nother issue. Orion and Lauren. We know their divorce. Uh, when Orion showed up there, I just it just went all through me. And me too. And me too, daughter. Me too. What the he, hell was he even doing back on the show? And right. if I was Lauren, I wouldn't have shown up. What do I need to come there and give these newlyweds uh, an example of how horrible things can be? Right. Why should I go? And why do I even want to be bothered with y'all? Y'all are nothing but reminders of uh, a, a time in my life I want to forget. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't even be there. I wouldn't even accepted that invitation. I would have been like, eh, eh, sorry, I'm out. See y'all. I'm divorced, right. and but I'm divorced from that whole damn situation. Mm-hmm. Well, so and then I- she's there. She's there and giving Orion a hug for what? What a hug? Oh no, baby, no hug. No hug. If I, you know, deigned to show up at your whole little event, guess what? I wouldn't have been hugging a damn soul. In fact, I might have cussed out Dr. Pepper, Pastor Cal, all of them. But Mm -hmm. I sure wouldn't have been there hugging nobody. Right. Right. So... I don't know. I I don't really know. I'm not happy with this season. Um, like I mean, we mentioned it. Um, you know, maybe a couple episodes ago, they kind of did a hail mary, uh, with get, having Michael and Chloe get married because this season has been such a failure. I don't think any of these couples will stay together. If one of them stays together, it you know it'll just maybe be on decision day and shortly after that. And I'm not. And I wish. Every person, good luck in a in a marriage, in a relationship. I want happiness. Yeah. Everyone is success. But these people don't need to be together. They don't even like each other. They don't like each other. Come on. All right, Ma, is there anything else you want to say about Married at First Sight before we go into three things that made us smile? Nope. I, I don't know how they're going to salvage this season, but, you know, good luck. I'll tune in and see what's going on. But it's looking pretty bleak. Okay. All right, All right Ma, I, I need you to tell me three things that made you smile. The sun, the stars, and the moon. Whatever else fails, the sun, the stars, and the moon are always there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say number one for me, Tiana Taylor is set to play Dionne Warwick. Uh, I think that would be a good look for her. All right. All right. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Tiana. 
Number two, Garrett Morris finally is getting his his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> Good for you. Oh, that's so nice. Good for you, Garrett. And number three, the NFL Championship Weekend. Um, I'm really excited. Yay, 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 yay. You know my, like, this is one of my favorite. Well, the Super Bowl is one of my favorite holidays of the yeah. year. Yeah, so and, this, is the, and this one got, it has got to be, like, number two because yeah. the Super Bowl is the next step. When's yeah. Super Bowl? Next week or two weeks? No, two weeks. Well, you know it's two weeks. You oh, know, you please, have so much get going on. You know, yes. in two weeks, we're having a get together. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we have our get togethers anyway. Okay. All right. Now, <laughs> is, there any, is there anything you want to say before we go? I want to tell everyone to be safe and, you know, don't drink and drive, don't get high and drive, take care of yourselves, your family, stay woke, stay, stay aware of your civic duty and participate by way of the vote. Okay. Okay. Uh, like Ma said, I, I agree with everything. Um, guys, thank you for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. We really, really, really appreciate you guys. Continue to uh, follow us on X, on Facebook, on Instagram, and threads at the Bambushi Happy Hour and also all things Peju. Continue to subscribe to our uh, homepage of the Bambushi Happy Hour, all things Peju. Send us your emails at info at Bambushi Happy happyhour.com we love your dms guys we're going to be doing a covering a reality show guys coming soon in the next couple of weeks we will let you know asap which show that is um be safe and we will talk to you soon bye bye Thank you.